Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. All right, guys, back here on Southeastern 14 with Max Barr. We are sharing our reaction to Saturday's action in SEC basketball Ooh. before we do that, Max. So we will tell everyone about our friends at Bet Online. The NFL playoffs, of course, are here. NBA season is in full swing, uh, and Bet Online, as always, has you covered with all the up to the second odds, news, and scores. Um, you know, additional odds, lines, trends, info you can find on both desktop and mobile. You can access uh, their world's famous wagering information at any time. So head there today, betonline.ag, uh, get in on the action, see all the updated odds. Remember, use our promo code BELIEF, B L E A V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. We won't bring up Max Barr's betting day on Brutal. Saturday. Brutal. A good thing because, uh, yeah, otherwise it just would not be pretty. But let's talk about <laughs> things that were not pretty. Uh, let's start <laughs> in Fayetteville, unfortunately. Um, South Carolina 77, Arkansas 64. We all mm. bought it. We mm. all bought that the Texas A&M game. I probably bought it more than others. I apologize. But I think we all picked Arkansas from what I can yep. remember, Max. Yep. And so we all bought that that was going to be the thing against Texas A&M, game-winning shot that sort of changed, maybe not the entire season, but at least in the short term, changed the momentum for the must-bus. Out of park, into, I don't know, whatever gear you want to put it in. Um, but it didn't happen because this was just a – a brutal performance from Arkansas. Uh, I'm not going to take anything away from South Carolina because they absolutely um, just came out and, and took it to them. I mean, they were up by, what, 19 in the second half. Arkansas, sure. once again, yeah. never led in this game. I feel like that's been a theme this year where there have been a couple games where they just not found a way to even get a lead. Um, and, you know, we said without Miles Studi, it could be challenging for South Carolina. Uh, and as always, I think in these kind of games, we usually revert to the home team, <laughs> but yeah. I mean, it's like we were wrong because yet again, it's like the magic of Bud Walton this year is not there because of how this Arkansas team is playing. And you had four guys in double figures for South Carolina. Um, and that one of them wasn't even Michi Johnson. So that's a plus for the Gamecocks. Uh, he only had eight, uh, but he did have seven rebounds in this one. Um, out rebounded Arkansas. Arkansas was five of 18 from three. They only turned it over five times. Rarely you see a team get beat like that and only turn the ball over five times. I say all these stats to tell you this. None of it matters. <laughs> because nope. why? It is – here's the quote, all right? And Jeremiah Davenport, you can find a, a variation of this quote uh, in a couple different areas, but I'm just going to use this one from, from Hit That Lion, Arkansas, uh, on Twitter. We definitely didn't have swagger today. Lack of effort all around. Sums it up to me. I don't have anything else to add. I mean, if that's what a player says, remember, what was it? Who was the other person that had the quote in the other recent game? Was it Minifield? Um, we talked about it. I don't remember the exact quote, uh, but we did. I don't remember. I can't, but I can't think of it. Nonetheless, that to me right. was 
tells tells it all here. Uh, I think for Arkansas. Yeah, uh, Musk. You know, uh, Bob's always. If you watch the Musk press conference, Bob's always the first one to ask a question and yep. kind of just asked. You know, hey, you, you had some swagger issues and you you seemed to get it back last game. You know, what kind of happened here out of the gate? And Musk just once again. You know, a running theme for these must press conferences kind of at a loss for words and just was like, team has to play harder. I don't know what you want from me. Team has to play harder. Um, you do have to credit South Carolina. Um, I think Talon Cooper is one of the best uh, guard defenders in the SEC right now. He is each each time South Carolina plays a game, the opposing coach has something great to say about Cooper. Uh, he is he's physical. He's old. Um, and he's just, he's really sound. He, he doesn't seem like he's ever kind of like how I always talk about Zion Poland, just being calm and collected and never really rushed. Same thing I'm, I'm seeing with, with Cooper, just solid. Um, the one thing that I have a big issue with though, is Brazil only takes three shots. I mean, what are we doing here? <laughs> you gotta be more aggressive than that. If you're, you know, preseason first team. And I mean, I, I tweeted, um, you know, some individual matchups that I'm really excited for. And I was I was hunting down this Murray Boyles Brazil matchup. And I mean, look, advantage Murray Boyles, you know, 11 points, four rebounds, two assists, a block that, you know, he, he just straight up played harder, straight up played more aggressive. And that's kind of been what we've we've been seeing with this Arkansas team hook, line and sinker on that last game caught me fell into the trap yeah <laughs> bad taste in my mouth but i mean yeah. next up they do have uh they do have an old miss team that uh hasn't looked too good either so winnable game next up for arkansas if you want to look at it that way i don't know if i look at it that way because it's on the road and <laughs> i gotta be positive not to not to spoil the picks but i don't know if i look at it that way we'll see um yeah i mean i just i thought there was just stretches that game where even like Something as simple as just help defense was non-existent. Like oh. you gotta get beat. There's nobody there. Um, and yeah, I mean that's what another quote from Musk. And it was, it doesn't matter if you play zone, man, trap. The toughness and effort has to improve, like you said. And that's just, man, I just can't believe that's the conversation we're having with this team as high oh. as we were on them coming into the season. But again, South Carolina. Again, apologize for not picking you. You're 15 and three now. You're feeling really good about yourself. Still in the NCAA tournament conversation. And what do they get next, Max? They get Kentucky on Tuesday at home. So huge opportunity for Lamont, Paris, and company uh, on Tuesday. So we'll have a lot of fun previewing that one, I'm oh, sure. Yeah. So big win for the Gamecocks on the road, taking care of business uh, at Bud Walton. All right. On this next one, Tennessee 91, Ooh. Alabama 71. I mean, even I, as the resident Alabama basketball guru here said i am not picking alabama in this game max however you were all in on the crimson tide i was Did not working out well for you i um, was look this game I, i'll be honest like again we we make predictions for fun all that this game was about what i expected like because i thought that tennessee defensively was going to frustrate alabama we talked about the sears thing going in you can tell me what you thought I didn't think I saw 100% Mark Sears out there. Um, that's not taking anything away from Tennessee. I just think it's pretty clear. And so, and I know he played 33 minutes, by the way. I know he scored 22 points, all that. But 
just you could just sort of see in some of the movement i think that he just was still not all i think hesitant was the word the commentary team like that was a, at times just seemed more hesitant than usual um and maybe it is kind of one of those things we're just sort of thinking about it um but tennessee controls the game defensively i said it you know if you're going in there thinking you're getting calls like you know with the physicality and those kind of things alabama has seen this year after year like it's just this Tennessee is a physical team. And as always, if you're the home team, sometimes, you know, that physicality may go your way. Sometimes if not, you know, it won't. And so I just thought it was going to be, are they going to be able to handle this? And I think it was clear early on, you could tell that Alabama was not adjusting well to the physicality of this game. They turned it over 22 times. Um, and, you know, turnover is something we had talked about Alabama, about being yeah. a little bit of a concern. You know, at times I say, hey, it's just because the way they play, you're going to turn the ball over just going at such a fast pace. Sometimes you're going to turn over. You're still going to have a lot of opportunities because you are getting those possessions. But four twenty-one from three, 22 turnovers, that's not going to get it done against Tennessee. And I also, one of the things I pointed out, I said, look, defensively, Alabama's gotten better. But Tennessee is just, you know, they're a different offensive team this year. And I thought Tennessee exploited some of those defensive weaknesses too. Uh, and – now, would I have predicted a 20-point game? Maybe not, but I did think this was just a bad, bad setup for Alabama going in here, having to play this Tennessee team on the road, um, and just like Arkansas, Alabama never led in this game. It was all Tennessee from start to finish, and yeah, another impressive performance for the Vols. Yeah, at this rate, if I pick your team to win, just start getting nervous. <laughs> just get away. <laughs> just run. Just, just run away. Go all um, in on the other team. Yeah. And yeah, bet online, all in. All in. Um, I mean, this game, I was waiting for this thing for, for days. Just I was I thought this was gonna be a great game. And yes, Mark Sears was a little bit hobbled. You could you could tell that the broadcast was on it. But I mean, still, this was domination, right? Um, Nate Oates was asked on how hard it is to prepare for this defense. He goes, "It's impossible." <laughs> he goes, you can't. Impossible. You can't replicate it even in like you can't replicate it in practice. That's the yeah. thing. It's like you cannot replicate what Tennessee does. And I mean, again, this is back-to-back -back years now in Knoxville. We've seen Alabama just not be able to adjust to how a Tennessee plays. And I, I know some Alabama fans may say, "Well, you know, officiating and fouls and all that." I get it, but. Still, it's just it's the way they play, and you said it. I mean, it's just impossible to prepare for. So, yeah, and uh, I mean, this is an Alabama team that has played like five top fifteen defenses nationally with with, with Purdue, Cray, and Arizona, Mississippi State. Um, pretty sure, uh, not not Liberty. Who was the uh, uh, Indiana State? No, their offense, but still, they they've played. Teams yeah. that have ranked really high in these these categories, and Tennessee just blew them out of the water. Um, and how about a quiet twenty five from Connect? Like I felt like yeah. it could have done even more. I mean, that's, it's ridiculous. But I actually think that the biggest, not the biggest difference. Obviously, Connect's the biggest difference. But something that's making this team so hard to defend is is Jonas Adu coming mm. out of coming out of the woodworks. I don't know who chose him in fantasy. You want to say D. We may talk about him on Monday. I, nah, I don't I don't think so. Um mm. <laughs> but uh I mean if you look at this guy's numbers in SEC play over 16 points a game just under nine rebounds two and a half blocks a game he's been amazing um and you saw against Mississippi State he gets in foul trouble he gets fouled out down the stretch so he is so important to this team 
Um, Barnes said that Alabama had a great scout on him, though, said that they were taking away his his right shoulder, left hand, and it was forcing Adu to uh, go to some of his secondary moves. Um, also, Jordan Ganey. I mentioned yeah. him in the I mentioned him in the preview. He breaks out of his one for fourteen from three shooting slump. Uh, he's going to be a huge factor off the bench if he can start giving him double digits off the bench. Oh my gosh, just such a factor. And then, lastly, I didn't. We didn't even know this. This is kind of a running theme of us not knowing injuries and whatnot. But Josiah Jordan James didn't practice this week. Didn't yeah. practice the past two days. Had the flu. Um, Said he, uh, Barnes said that he didn't practice um, since the last game. Said that he just tried to get a little bit of a workout in, uh, like the night before the game. Just try to get a little bit of a sweat broken. So, I mean, he wasn't even a hundred percent. So, geez, I Tennessee only has one game this next week. It's at Vandy on Saturday. Uh, for Bama, though, Blake, you've been ta- talking about this Iron Bowl on Wednesday. Mm. Tough, tough, uh, tough game to bounce back off of, though. Yeah, we will preview that one in full. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, coming up this week, and like you said, Tennessee only one game this week. So, um, yeah, we'll see how it uh, unfolds. But a big win, dominant victory for the Vols in Knoxville. Um, all right, on to this next one. Don't know that we'll have a lot to say about this one. Mississippi State sixty-eight, Vanderbilt fifty-five. Uh, this was about as it looks. Not the most, you know. I don't know. It wasn't the prettiest game at times. That's probably a decent way to put it. But, um, you know, again, it's kind of one of those where it felt like Vanderbilt still just like kept it within distance. Like, even though it was not, you know, they lost by 13 and all that. But, um, yeah, I mean, this was kind of a game that we probably would have expected, Max. Like, Tolu Smith was going to be the X factor because it just didn't feel like Vanderbilt had anybody that could, you know, do anything with him. Uh, and really I, I'm trying to remember the, the splits and, and you may have it better than I do, but I felt like he didn't have like the biggest first half. Uh, but then like the second half, he just completely took over. And, and I may be wrong about that, but I want to say, I don't even know how many rebounds he had at halftime of this game. Um, but he winds up with 11, goes 25 and 11, uh, in this one and only had one turnover. I think that's important too. Uh, still miss some free throws, but Hey, 25 points, uh, like I said, 11 rebounds in 30 minutes. Uh, he was pretty dominant here, and that was kind of the story of the game. I mean, Mississippi State still missing free throws. I feel like that's going to be the story this year, and that's going to worry you a little bit when they get in close games. Um, you know, it didn't matter here, but they do go 10, 12 of 22 for 55%. Uh, so that is going to be a little concerning, like I said, as they play more close games. But Fairbo didn't really – 5 of 22 from three. They also missed eight free throws. Um, again, it's just – we've said it. There's no reason to keep – going on and on. I mean, any game, I think Ezra Mignon only has three points. Vanderbilt's going to struggle to, to beat anybody. Uh, and so, yeah, this was just all Tolu Smith and Mississippi state, you know, pretty much in control of this game for, for throughout. So. Yeah. I think this is just kind of what we're going to have to expect with Vandy when they play these really physical teams like uh, Mississippi state, A&M, Tennessee, they're just not going to be able to match up with them physically. I mean, they only play, they're they're only playing about three upperclassmen now with with Evan Taylor, Mignon, and Lawrence because Tassos has kind of fallen out of the lineup here. Um, so yeah, I mean, you get JRT with his first start of the season, and he goes one of seven from three. Not his best showing, but I mean, I feel like Vandy's just kind of 
trying everything they can to see what works right now. Just playing different guys. You got guys getting their first minutes and in, in weeks in this game and stuff like that. So I don't really know what to even say about them. They're just they're kind of scratching and clawing right now. And for Mississippi State, yeah, good win. You know, scrappy win. I think it was. Um, I'm pretty sure it was DJ Jeffries, um, but I might be mistaken on the quote. But um, one of the Mississippi State players said, you know, this is Mississippi State basketball. We're going to we're going to make it ugly. And I love that. I love that as much as I love like watching Kentucky and watching these teams put up 100 and just fly up and down the court. There's a part of me that loves the gross bully ball (laughs) scrappiness. I just oh, some there's just a sliver of me that just loves it. Um, so yeah, free throw shooting 12 to 22 in a close game. That's going to kill you. We've seen it kill them before. Um, so definitely an area of concern. You know, you're not in these close games down the stretch here for Mississippi state, which they're going to, they're going to have, they've got some tough ones coming up. Um, you're going to, you're going to have to make free throws. So definitely an area of concern, but I mean, what, what do we expect from this game? It's pretty much what we, what we thought was going to happen. All right, Texas A&M 73, LSU 69. Um, I'm trying to remember. I know I picked LSU. I'm trying to remember whoever. Who'd you pick in this one? I have no clue. I I, I, I know I picked LSU. I, I don't think I picked LSU. Picked. Um, I think he may have picked A&M. Let's just assume that it, I, if whatever the outcome is, I picked the opposite. That, that's a good point. You're probably right. So let's just assume you picked LSU. <laughs> and I, I don't know why I picked the same with you. But um, yeah, so A&M gets the win here. Uh, this was one that, boy. I feel like if you're LSU, this is one of those games you're going to look back on and feel like it was sort of a missed opportunity because, um, you know, again, I mean, it got off to a strong start, but you just kind of see how that game sort of played out beyond that initial little stretch. And, um, yeah, like this this was one where give A&M credit. I mean, I know you're going to pick on our guy, Wade Taylor, for his, uh, his fantasy production, but still – you know, again, just I don't know. This was a weird game. I'm trying to like think about how if you didn't watch this game, how you sort of put it into what you actually saw. I mean, AM hitting 10 threes is always going to be something that uh, I think stands out, even though the percentages were not high. They all can anybody in the SEC shoot free throws because AM went 11 to 20 in this game, <laughs> uh, for 55 percent. And the biggest difference here, and guess what, Max, like we could just loop this every single game is Texas AM's ability to hit the glass and get so many extra chances. 21 offensive rebounds here uh, in this game. And remember, this is the best offensive rebounding team in the country percentage-wise. So that was a big key. Um, and I think, yeah, it was just one of those where, you know, again, LSU hit 11 threes. And it's just, you look at it, how the game played out, like the difference statistically was the rebounding. Um, and again, Wade Taylor with 19 points here, only played 21 minutes because, you know, foul trouble, right? I'm trying to think exactly how this game unfolded here but they played 21 minutes um Rafford had 15 Carter had 13 Garcia had 10 uh so get some other kind of balanced scoring which usually as we said we look up and it's Taylor just going for 30 something but uh, maybe that was kind of the key here too for AM in this one this game I like how you started it with like with LSU this is gonna feel like it slipped out because this game was a battle. I mean, is this the second? I think this is the second straight game where Texas A&M goes scoreless for like the first four or five minutes. Yeah. Second time in a row that they've put themselves in a hole. Um, and they still, you know, 
both times they still give themselves a chance to win. So, I mean, just imagine if A&M makes just, I mean, just makes two baskets in the first five minutes, you know, like how, how much easier they would, or how much less pressure would be on them to come back. Um, and they did, they did all this with like a quarter of Henry Coleman, like 11 yeah. minutes. And he didn't even, he did not look like himself when he was out there. So I think the biggest story of this game was when you were when you said like you know how do you explain this to someone that didn't watch it? Well, Wade Taylor was in foul trouble for the whole first half, barely played the first half. I think he had zero at halftime, um, and ends with ends with nineteen and five rebounds, no turnovers, or three turnovers, but four assists. So I mean, that's why it was kind of a weird game because you had you had A and M's best guy on the bench for basically the whole first half. I yeah. thought. Uh, Solo Washington did a great job on Jordan Wright. Um, we've been seeing Jordan Wright just kind of get to his spots and, and do whatever he wants lately. Um, so Solo not getting into foul trouble for for once is nice. Um, but I tweeted it out, and I'm sticking to it. This Tyrell Ward on LSU, he needs more minutes. I love this guy. I love this guy when I watch him. I mean, he's he's what he's twelve of twenty three shooting fifty two percent from three in conference. That's second in the in the conference for percentage. I love what I'm seeing from him. This OSU team is tough. They're gonna be they're gonna be tough and they're gonna be scrappy because I like Jalen Reed at six ten. He can stretch the floor and shoot. This is a scrappy team. I I I like what LSU's got going on. But for A and M, I mean. Just stop putting yourself in such a deep hole to start, and you can, you can start having some, some not easy games, but just play with the lead for once. Um, and they got two, no, three home games coming up, three straight home games for AM. So could see them turn a little bit of a corner here. But this was just, it was a weird game with some foul trouble and, and Coleman out. It was just kind of weird. Yeah. I mean, to wrap it up, it's, I, I may go against what you just said and say, you know what? If I'm AM, just throw the ball off the backboard. Who cares about making shots? Because <laughs> they're best off. They, 27 second chance points in this game. I was trying to find the number. I knew I had it somewhere. 27 second chance points. LSU had zero. So there's your key. Like there's your difference in AM against defense down the stretch, along with the fact that LSU just could not get second chance opportunities uh, and, and converted into points. The, the biggest difference there. So um, yeah. Pretty wild, isn't it, to, to think about? Because if you look back, just, uh, let's see. I'm trying to remember exactly what the numbers were. Remember, as we said, these two teams played a couple of weeks ago. And, I mean, yeah, LSU out-rebounded A&M a couple of weeks ago in that game. Um, yeah, so that was – I think that's right. So, yeah. yeah, so, I mean, that's – again, that's the difference. And remember, as I said, A&M only had five threes in that game, too. Just shot the ball very poorly. And so this was a, a huge win on the road, I think, for AM again, given where they want to go um, after a bit of a slow start in SEC play. So a huge win, and, and that's what I talked about previously, the schedule. AM now gets Missouri, Ole Miss, Florida, all at home. for their next home. five are at home, actually, with Tennessee coming up after that. And the road game is at Missouri, and then the road game after that is at Vanderbilt. So don't be surprised if we look up and AM yeah. is near the top of the standings in two or three weeks because their schedule sets up a re- Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. 
Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Really nicely for them right now. All right. It's time, Kentucky fans. We've made it to, to this point because we know you're here and we know what you're here for. We know you're here for the Big Z show. Like, it's time. It's time to have this conversation, Max. Ooh. Kentucky 105, Georgia 96. You're not here to talk about the defense. I'll tell you that. But you're here to talk about Big Z. Um, we hit on the defense maybe at some point. But, I mean, you, we're all in the group chat texting. Like, Mac, I remember what Max says. Like, this is unreal. Like, what is happening right now? We're watching this guy out here, and it's like, who is this guy? Where Like, he just comes off the bench casually in mid-January He's eligible to play, and he comes in looking like an NBA MVP out there. Um, just throwing behind-the-back passes to the opposite side of the floor for three-point shots. Knocking down, what is it, like 12 points in, what, the first however many minutes? Like, I don't even remember, man. Just I'll let you talk first because, I I mean, this guy is is something. He is, I, I know it's one game. I know people are like, hey, just calm down. It's okay, but but no. When you watch a guy play, you can see it. 13 points in 16 minutes. He had five rebounds, two assists, three blocks, two steals. This guy did everything. And he only played 16 minutes. Um, and remember, he's <laughs> he joins a team that we have said, you know, look how many guys they got. Well, Max, add another guy to the mix. Because Big Z is here. He is free. And my goodness, did Kentucky look like I mean, they had 96 points with eight minutes left in the second half. I couldn't believe my eyes. I, I honestly, I could not believe my eyes. Like I went on, I remember Twitter when, when Z makes that third straight three, three straight three, just comes out and casually goes three for three in like two minutes. That place, the roof exploded off the place. That place was going nuts. I don't know if I've seen a better atmosphere. Like Auburn's had some really great atmospheres, but that place was just unreal like I remember I follow a bunch of beat writers and, and accounts and stuff like that and in the SEC and every single Kentucky person I follow couldn't believe their eyes it, what is happening it felt like an out-of-body experience with how crazy his it was I mean I can't imagine a better debut um and is there another team in the country that has this legit rotation of three seven footers what with two yeah. of them able to shoot threes? What is what is going on? <laughs> I mean, remember when we were remember like June, July, when everyone was just panic button, panic button. We were like, guys, you know, just hold the brakes off. You know, Cal's gonna figure it out. We never expected this. <laughs> this is insane. No. Uh, I mean, and DJ Wagner, first career double double. He just keeps getting better with every game. Reed Shepard is the best shooter in the country, literally the best shooter in the country by effective field goal percentage and true shooting percentage. I mean, they're averaging 94 game, 94 a game in SEC play. I, I think it's just, I can't like, I don't have analysis. I'm just amazed by how good the offense is. Now the defense, I will be the guy that says, it still needs some work. Okay. I am here to do that also. 
96 to Georgia. I think a little bit of it. You said what? I mean, they had. I think, look, they were up 96 to 68 with eight minutes left. I think at that point, you just, they took their foot off the gas. Georgia scored. What is that? 28 points in the final eight minutes. Like that's just, don't put, I'm willing to contribute, attribute some of it to that, but. I will also get further towards you and Chris's direction that they do have to fix a couple of these things defensively if they're going to be a national championship type team. But if they're putting up 94 a game, I mean, (laughs) right. You know, somewhat kind of the Alabama theory. Like it really is. When you look statistically at these two teams, there are some common denominators here. Um, But yeah, I, I understand that part, but look, man, I'm just, I'll give you the quotes here. Okay. I'm gonna give you this first one from Cal and then we'll, we'll continue on. Uh, one was he's got a ways to go, uh, he said, but I told them, you know why he was wide open? Because they didn't think he could shoot threes. They had never seen him play. So it was a good start for him. So that is interesting, I think, to know is that, all right, teams now see what they have to deal with. But right. what you said, right. they they see it. They understand what he's going to bring to this Kentucky team. But good how point. do you how do you guard them when they <laughs> got threes? Like I said, they got three different guys they can rotate in and out. And you've just got so many different guys. I mean, who do you choose to guard? Do you guard Antonio Reeves? Do you guard Reed Shepard? Do you guard Big Z? Like in terms of like the three-point shooting. And that is why this team is, they have a chance to be so, so good the rest of the way is because they're already, I mean, they're already a top seven team shooting wise, shooting 40% from three, which to me is still remarkable with this team. Um, and yeah, like they they don't turn the ball over. And that's something else too. Like that's the difference maybe if you look at with an Alabama is Kentucky doesn't turn the ball over. And, you know, it's just they are so smooth offensively. And so that's just, man, this team is they, – they, they got something now with Big Z. And so I'm going to give you this other quote, Max. I don't know if you saw this one. But, what do you got? Um, so this is from Tyler Thompson, Kentucky Sports Radio. Uh, Calipari on Big Z's debut. I knew he would be excited. I called equipment manager Mark Evans and told him to bring two pairs of white shorts so he didn't just have one. He may go in there and poop himself. <laughs> There's the quote. So Cal, Cal was thinking ahead. He didn't know what Big Z was going to do out there, but um, I don't think any of us did either. Luckily, it wasn't the second part, and luckily the first part was him just going out and looking ridiculous. So, Blake, you man. know what this team kind of reminds me of? And it's not the personnel. It's just the way that it's kind of built. Do you remember when Gonzaga had Zach Collins as a freshman? Yeah. off the bench and it everyone was like they've yeah. got a they've got a lottery pick off the bench that's insane i'm not saying reed shepherd is that plays like zach collins but just the way that they have a, they have lottery picks on the bench yeah it, like those teams do damage they just they do and yeah. man i mean look and keep in mind remember going into the season there are a lot of people like justin edwards is gonna be a top three pick in the draft next year like and he don't get me wrong he's been good but like you just think about all the conversations we've had, right? He's it's almost been like an afterthought in terms yeah. of like thinking of it that way. And that's just how talented they are. Pure talent. Like just take all the other stuff off the table, like just pure talent. Like it is, it is something man to see what this team has. And now they add big Z to the mix. Um, let's and- see where big Z sits in the fantasy draft this week. Ooh. Undraftable to undeniable for big Z. Also so- real quick, just before we move on from this game, they still don't have a Duthiero. Just right. So yeah. Huge. So they basically go nine they deep. They go nine deep against Georgia. You get him back, you're 10 deep, right? So 
they, they may look like Auburn out there. I know. Auburn in a minute. So, my goodness. All right. There you go, Kentucky fans. Let us know what you thought about Big Z. Um, all right. On to the next one. Florida 79, Missouri Florida. 67. The Gators. Did both of you guys pick Missouri in this one? I I'm think telling you, you just, if I if lost, I picked them, okay? That's the kind of week it's been. Wow. Brutal. Brutal for oh, you and Chris, I'll tell you that. Take the Gators. Um, of course, I, I was doing that, trying to do the reverse mojo, so we're not, I'm going to take too much credit for that. But Florida gets it done here. Um, and I'm watching this game. I'm just looking at it and thinking, you know what? Again, this was one of those games that if you go in statistically and you try to figure out what's going to be the difference, I told you guys, I said, I just think Florida rebounding the ball is yep. going to be the biggest difference, the size advantage. And look at what look at what the big guys did, right? Like Hanlogged and goes for 10 points, 13 rebounds, you know, adds a block. Samuel goes great. for seven. Yeah, he was really good in this game. Samuel goes for 17 points. Didn't have as many rebounds as usual, only had three, but you know, has a block shot in there. Um, and it just felt like again, it felt like Florida was just getting what it wanted to get uh, in, in a lot of instances. Um, the free throw shooting still a little bit to be desired. 20 and 29, 69%. Nice there. But still, that was just something where it just felt like that the bigs were going to be the difference here. And when you look at it, Max, on the other side, Missouri gets 36 points from Tamar Bates in 34 minutes. Um, but it's the same story, right? Yep. It's just you don't have enough offensive wiggle room like you did last year to where it's going to make up for some of the defensive and rebounding, you know, deficiencies that you have. That was kind of the story I thought of this game. Missouri three of 16 from three in this one. So it was just uh, a brutal stretch and another team wasn't getting many second chance opportunities, only four offensive rebounds for the Tigers. Yeah. And that three of 16 from three, like that was a legit three of 16. It's not like they were wide open. Just, it was, it was, it was tough to watch the shooting. Um, I'm glad you brought up Han Lokton because I have him circled on my notes. I, I thought that was his best game yet. That's yeah. what they need out of him. That is exactly what they need out of him. That was his second double-double of the season, first in conference play. Um, and I also thought Will Richard was great. I want him to be even more aggressive. Um, I think when Will Richard has his offense going, that Florida's at their best. Um, Riley Kugel keeps gaining confidence. The better he gets, the better this Florida team's going to get. Hey, first true road win of the season for Florida first true road win. So yeah. you're, you're breaking down mental barriers. We we've kind of harped on golden for not being able to win big games. Um, I'm not going to say that this was a big game, but it is your first true road win. it's something you, that you have to win. And this is a Missouri team that had their back against the wall and, and in desperation mode. So I, I think this is a really nice result here for Florida uh, for Missouri moving forward. Like, Man, you're gonna need to get some help. You mm-hmm. there's the the offense is so. I mean, say Tamar Bates gets 36, you know, today, and the next game Sean East gets 36. It's he's just not gonna get enough help from from the support. So, yeah, I mean, two straight road games here next week for Missouri. It's not gonna get any easier. Um, on the other hand, though, for Florida. They get two straight home games uh, this week, so they could be turning a little bit of a corner here. We've said how much we like this roster for Florida, and if they can just gain some confidence and start putting a few wins together, we might see the talent kind of shine through here. So, uh, yeah, Florida's Florida's growing on me quite a bit here, Blake. I'm, I'm liking what I'm seeing. Yeah, they need to take advantage of their two home games this week, they Mississippi do. State and Georgia. But 
because after that, they're at Kentucky, at A&M, home against Auburn. So they really need to win these next two to kind of stay in that range. And like we said, they've got to win a big game at some point. Mm -hmm. Like to make the NCAA tournament, they got to win big games. So this, they're going to have opportunities in this little upcoming stretch. And so we'll see if they can pull it off for Missouri. It's huge. Yeah. It's a huge game. Huge game. Um, For Missouri, I don't want to go there just yet, but let me just say, you want to talk about teams that need to take advantage of their upcoming schedule. Missouri better do that. I know they're next year on the road at A&M in South Carolina, but after that, home against Arkansas at Vanderbilt. I don't want to bring up the word or the phrase, but like they got to win one of these. Um, because if you look at the back half of their sec schedule, I'm searching right now and I'm not seeing a lot of opportunities. Um, yeah. so yeah, they're, they're going to have to to figure this out uh, and get a win somewhere. They've again, they've had a couple close calls. I tend to think they're going to figure this out and at least might get grind their way. back soon. Yeah, I mean they've they, they got to have something extra because yeah. uh, the schedule's not easy the rest of the way. So um, even though I think we may have said it on paper, it could look like the easier schedule, but I don't know. I'm not sure yeah. about that based on some of the results. So um, all right, let's get to this last one, boy. This was boy. Auburn 82, Ole Miss 59. To be honest, it was not this close. Um, Ole Miss just, or excuse me, Auburn just once again, as Dom- they do every game, just complete domination here. They're up 35 with eight minutes left in this game. Um, the run they went on, I feel like I it was one of those where, like, I was, I don't remember, where I was maybe checking the score of the NFL playoffs or whatever. And I flipped back over, and this was like just a couple minutes. Like, it wasn't long at all. All of a sudden, it just goes from, I don't even remember what it was like the lead just 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 like that. Right. All of a sudden, Auburn's up 25. Not even I don't even remember. I think it was OK. So here it was. It was the stretch where from 1631 Auburn's up 17, 50 to 33 with 1631 left in the second half. <laughs> That's just with 1220 left in the second half. They're up 6433. So in a span of four minutes and 11 seconds, they go on a 14 0 run. And all of a sudden, it goes from 17 to 31, right? So that's what they do to you. Um, I just t- I said I did not like this setup for Ole Miss at all just because they have not played well on the road. They're going into play what's been the most dominant team to this point. And, I mean, <laughs> like I'm kind of playing fun with this, but Auburn plays 15 guys here. Now, I know four of them only played a minute. They came in at the end, but, hey. Depth, 15 guys step on the floor for the Tigers in this one. Uh, I mean, what what else do we say, Max? It's like we, we said the same thing about Auburn all the time. It's just their depth, and they're talking about it again on, on the, the broadcast. You talk about earlier, we're like, you can't prepare for Tennessee's defense. You can't prepare for the depth that Auburn's going to throw at you. There's no way because you don't know how they're going to mix and match certain rotations, different guys here or there. Like, think about this. Auburn wins this game just completely dominant. I know it's kind of one-sided. But think about in an SEC game like this, they don't play a single guy over 22 minutes. Not a single guy plays more than 22 minutes in this game. They just dominate. Now, again, the score part of that's the score line, but they don't have to. They have so many different guys that can play no matter the situation in the game. And that is why they are doing what they're doing right now. And they are just on a, I mean, I'm, I'm looking up the stats. Like I've been thinking about this since yesterday, like, this is like a historic type of run that Auburn is on right now based on the dominance that they are putting together in these games. So, yeah, I put out a, I put out a tweet last night in five games, just five sec games. That's all they played. And they've played. This is, this is 
at Bud Walton, which has historically been really tough to play. This is against Texas A&M. This is at Vandy, who Alabama only beat by three. Like Teams that usually make things scrappy, they're plus 95. Plus 95 in five games. That is crazy. Are you kidding me? Like the dominance, and it's not even like, oh, well, they're, you know, teams aren't shooting well or they're catching teams that have injuries. No, it's like they are just beating teams down. Um, uh, This was a season high in turnovers for Ole Miss. We got to give more credit to the Auburn defense. They, they are like one of the best defenses in the nation. Right now, if you look at only conference play, just conference play, their defensive efficiency, that that number that Ken Palm's spitting out, is like top five in the country for the last five games. Um, it's just, it's so hard to score on. Chris Beard actually said in his said in his post game, he said it is it's so hard to score on this team. It is just brutally hard. Denver Jones plays elite on ball guard defense. Um, the the one thing is though, the one thing that I will say is that. This team, and I, it's warranted, right? It's warranted because they're just absolutely dominating teams. But I don't want them to get too high. You know, don't go too high, don't go too low type of, you know, you hear you hear that being said by coaches a lot. And this team has the hardest week coming up. They got at, at Alabama, at Mississippi State. We've seen those are two tough places to play. So I'm really interested for this next week coming up, but – I mean, what can you say? This team's looking like an NBA team with how they're playing right now, Blake. Dominant. Dominant are the Tigers. And like Absolutely you said, we will, dominant. We will preview that game on Wednesday at Alabama. Um, I'm sure that'll be interesting in terms of the reactions. Um, we'll see who Cap picks Tom has that as a one-point game right now. In Alabama's favor. <laughs> yes, they do. Very interesting. So, no. Auburn, rinse, repeat. They do it again here. Another uh, convincing performance dominance for the Tigers uh, there. All right, Max. Oh, Max uh, real quick, though, I just want to say, oh, like, yeah. we, we did say that, that this is what kind of what we're going to see with this team. I think it's going to be, yeah. you know, tough on the road. They're not going to be a good team on the road. And then they're going to be tough to beat at home. I mean, we still got to, you know, remember this team put up 100 on Florida. Um, I mean, hey, two, they've played five games. They're 2-0 oh at home, 0-3 oh on the road. Yeah, they get Arkansas at home on Wednesday. We'll see how that goes. But I think just from now on, you know, kind of set your expectation at this for Ole Miss. If they're on the road, it's probably going to be tough sledding. They're at home behind that crowd. Probably going to be a good result for Ole Miss. That's just kind of how I'm out looking at this team now. Yep. They get Auburn too in a couple weeks uh, on February 3rd. So at home. So see how it plays out. But there you go, guys. There are thoughts on Saturday's uh, action in SEC basketball. As always, be sure to hit that subscribe button, hit the like button as well. That helps us out. Um, daily SEC basketball stuff here. Of course, we have SEC football stuff here, uh, even in the offseason. It never stops with football. So you can check all that out. We will have our power rankings. We will have the first ever live fantasy draft we will be doing. Uh, so you guys heard us talk about fantasy, drafting our teams on Twitter, like all sorts of stuff. We we put it out last there. Last week was practice. Was week. This was like the, the, the trial run. Now... Wait a minute, I'm not calling it a trial run, and I'll tell you why <laughs> on Monday. I'll tell you why it's not a trial run. But we're going to actually do the draft in a video, so you guys will be able to watch that. We'll give you the results from this past week and our, our fantasy uh, stuff and all that. But power rankings, fantasy, game previews, reaction, all that. It's here at Southeastern 14. Uh, we appreciate you guys. 
as always for watching and we'll talk to you again here soon at southeast 14 presented by bet on for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time there's granger offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need plus you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.